WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. St. Mark Missionary Baptist Church's building at 802 Pavone Street in Benton Harbor may have collapsed this week, but the congregation is moving on and building a new home. Pastor Donald Green Sr. tells us the congregation actually moved out of the building on Pavone about two years ago after engineers told leadership the facility wasn't fixable. He says it was built in 1917 and had roof and water damage issues. We knew we were on borrowed time in the building, and that's why within the last 18 months to two years, I just made the decision to go ahead and move the congregation out of the building because I just felt as though it wasn't in our best interest to remain in the building. The congregation has been worshiping at Highland Avenue Seventh-day Adventist Church since moving and is raising funds to build a new church at 300 Martin Luther King Drive in Benton Harbor. Pastor Green says they're going to demolish what's left of 802 Pavone. The structure wasn't in use and no one was hurt when it collapsed. We can replace the building, but our true purpose is to save souls and to eternally be in heaven. So that's our ultimate goal. So we can replace that building. As a matter of fact, we know that God is going to give us greater than what we had. Green says the church is taking donations both for the demolition of the old building and for the construction of the new building. Anyone who wants to contribute can send a payment to P.O. Box 9101 in Benton Harbor, Michigan, 49023. You could also call Pastor Green. We'll have his number at our website. Congressman Tim Wahlberg spent the week in Berrien County. On Thursday, he held a town hall in New Buffalo and later attended an ice cream social in Stevensville. Wahlberg told us residents wanted to talk about the southern border, civics, education in public schools and more. I was surprised they didn't want to talk about or didn't bring it up, the debt ceiling hike that we passed uh, several weeks ago. So I had a chance to explain what went on with that, that yes, we did raise the debt ceiling in order to not default on our our debt, but we did it with spending reforms. It appeared like the majority of them were pleased to hear the spending reforms that were put in place and actually signed into law by the president. Wahlberg later attended an ice cream social hosted by Americans for Prosperity, a group focused on fiscal conservatism. He also promoted the FAIR Act, or the Fifth Amendment Integrity Restoration Act, which seeks to close loopholes in the civil asset forfeiture process. Wahlberg says it would end the profit incentive for civil asset forfeiture and restore due process by shifting the burden of proof back to the government. A Berrien County 911 dispatcher has been saluted for his efforts to end a deadly situation in Baroda last month. On June 18th, police were called to the scene of a shooting on Russell Road in Baroda Township. Michigan State Police say 57-year-old Mary Mabry was sitting in her backyard patio when 60-year-old David Mabry stopped by, produced a handgun, and shot her. The Stevensville man was later picked up by police without incident. According to Berrien County Administration, that's partly thanks to the efforts of 911 dispatcher Stephen Ballard. As police looked for a way to contact David Mabry, Ballard called one possible number, which was answered by Mabry's wife. She was in a moving vehicle with David Mabry. Ballard talked to the wife for about 20 minutes and convinced her to encourage the suspect to turn himself in and eventually to tell him their current location. For his efforts, Ballard was presented with a commendation at last week's 911 advisory board meeting. Administration says, quote, the quick thinking and calming voice of Berrien County Public Safety Communications Center telecommunicator Stephen Ballard allowed a dangerous individual to be captured within hours of the initial incident and therefore protecting the safety of the citizens of Berrien County. There will be a meeting next week on the 2022 safety performance of the Cook Nuclear Power Plant in Bridgman. 
Nuclear Regulatory Commission spokesperson Prima Chandrahill tells us the NRC staff and the resident NRC inspectors at Cook will be on hand to give a presentation and take questions from the public. She says Cook performed well in 2022. The NRC has determined that DC Cook operated safely during the 2022 year and all inspection findings were green, which is basically a way of saying very low safety significance. They continue to operate safely and the NRC will continue to do our baseline level of oversight, which entails really thousands of hours of inspections each year. Chandra Hill says that the NRC holds meetings each year on the plant's performance to be transparent with the public. Anyone can come to the NRC meeting next Thursday, July 13th at 3 p.m. to learn more and talk with the NRC. The meeting will be at the Silver Beach Carousel in St. Joseph, and it will last about one hour. Warren Dunes State Park will soon see some improvements under the new Michigan State budget. Included in the $87 billion spending plan is $1 million for three Lake Michigan coastal parks to get splash pads, and Warren Dunes is one of them. State Representative Joey Andrews tells us the project was included in a list of proposals that made it into the final budget. Andrews believes the splash pad will be a beneficial addition to the popular park in Sawyer. Also getting splash pads under the allocation are Grand Haven State Park in Ottawa County and Holland State Park, also in Ottawa County. There's no word yet on when the splash pad will be installed or where in Warren Dunes it will be located. You might have seen them at rest areas around the state. All 77 rest areas and welcome centers in Michigan have hung posters promoting conversations around drug prevention and children. The Michigan Department of Transportation has partnered with TalkSooner.org, a Michigan-based resource for youth substance prevention to prevent drug abuse and potential impaired driving. Prevention specialist with Talk Sooner, Vicki Kavanaugh. The car provides a unique opportunity, but really taking those times when, yeah, the kids are trapped with you to maybe talk about some things that maybe, you know, you haven't had the chance to either because life is busy or because, you know, it can be a little uncomfortable to talk about things like alcohol and, and drugs. Kavanaugh says car rides can be a good place for any kind of difficult conversation. And the Bridgman Open Air Market will transform into a hub of craft making and discovery this Sunday as it hosts Kids Day. The market says children attending the event can take part in a wide range of hands-on activities offered by several of the vendors. Also, the Bridgman Police and Fire Departments, as well as Medic One Ambulance, are scheduled to join in the festivities, offering an up-close look at their emergency equipment, and there will be several food vendors on hand. The Bridgman Open Air Market will be open on Sunday from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the parking lot behind United Federal Credit Union at the corner of Lake Street and Red Arrow Highway. In addition to the fun for the kids, the vendors will be selling all their usual products, which range from fresh produce to crafts to clothing. Everyone's invited. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. The 209,000 jobs added in June is the smallest monthly figure in two and a half years, but the month also saw unemployment move even closer to a five-decade low, down to 3.6%. It's one of several factors that show a still strong job market. President Biden hit the road to try to convince Americans that his economic plan is working. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schulze. is this huge disconnect between the state of the economy, especially the jobs market, and Americans' perception of the economy about how well things are, the likelihood of a recession, how they feel like they're doing. And one key explanation for that comes down to inflation. Even though prices are moderating, they're not at that record pace of inflation that we've seen over the past year that has started to come down kind of month by month, Americans are still paying a lot more every month for essentials, including groceries and rent. 
A gunman who killed 23 people in a racist attack on a Hispanic shoppers at a Walmart in Texas has been sentenced to 90 consecutive life sentences in a federal prison. Patrick Crucius pleaded guilty in February to nearly 50 federal hate crime charges in the 2019 mass shooting in the border city of El Paso. The 24-year-old sentencing today came nearly four years after he drove more than 700 miles from his home near Dallas and targeted Hispanic shoppers with an AK-style rifle inside and outside the store. Texas prosecutors want Crucius to get the death penalty when he stands trial in state court. That trial date has not yet been set. The Biden administration will be providing cluster bombs notorious in the Vietnam era to Ukraine. It's an issue that's divided NATO member states. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. While most allies have signed up to the cluster ban, some have not. What is the collective NATO policy? As NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says, there isn't one, maybe by design. It is for these individual allies then to make those decisions. NATO as an alliance doesn't have a a position on the convention simply because there are different views uh, among allies. The controversial cluster munitions expected in the next huge U.S. military aid package bound for Ukraine. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. Earth's average temperature set a new unofficial record high on Thursday, the third such milestone in a week that already rated as the hottest on record. The planetary average hit 63 degrees Fahrenheit, surpassing the 62.9 degree mark set Tuesday and equaled Wednesday, according to data from a University of Maine tool that uses satellite data and computer simulations to measure the world's condition. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has distanced itself from the calculations in part because they rely on modeling. But scientists say the daily drumbeat of records, official or not, is a symptom of a larger problem where the precise digits aren't as important as what's causing them. In the first five months of this year, U.S. emissions fell by 5%, despite overall global emissions remaining flat. ABC's M. Wynn has more from Washington. Academic emissions monitoring group Carbon Monitor found U.S. emissions fell by 5% in the first five months of 2023. It's a victory for the Biden administration when compared to the average decline of about 1.7% in the U.S. from 2011 to 2020. Contributing to the reduction, potentially mild winters and the fact that renewable energy surpassed coal-generated power so far this year. This comes despite rising greenhouse gas emissions from China and India, offsetting the losses from the U.S. and Europe. For now, the U.S. is on track to cut emissions in half by 2035. Emlyn, ABC News, Washington. A judge has ruled a lawsuit seeking to repeal Wisconsin's 174-year-old abortion ban can continue. The U.S. Supreme Court's landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling had nullified the ban, but the court's decision last year to overturn that landmark ruling reactivated it. The state's Democratic Attorney General Josh Call filed a lawsuit arguing the ban's too old to enforce and that a 1985 state law that outlaws post-viability abortions supersedes the ban. Joel Ermanski, a Republican prosecutor named as a defendant, asked Dane County Circuit Judge Diane Shipler to dismiss the lawsuit, arguing that Call lacks legal standing. The judge refused the request today, letting the case continue. Officials in California have ordered information on the possibility of the state creating a low-cost generic version of naloxone. More from ABC's Blake Trolley in Los Angeles. The nasal spray drug reverses symptoms of fentanyl overdoses. Making this available to everyone who needs it and wants it. I think is the humane thing for us to do at this point in time. California Prime Recovery's Johnny Martinez says nearly 6,000 people in California died from a fentanyl overdose in 2021. Governor Gavin Newsom has allocated $30 million for companies to develop the generic drug. Blake Trolley, ABC News, Los Angeles. The Republican Attorney General in Kansas is asking a state court to block transgender residents from changing their sex on their driver's licenses. 
A lawsuit filed today by Attorney General Chris Kobach also attempts to rebuke Democratic Governor Laura Kelly for defying his interpretation of a new state law. Kobach is seeking an order in a county district court to stop Kelly and agencies under her control from allowing changes to transgender people driver's licenses. Kobach contends that a law that took effect Saturday defining sex prevents such changes and requires the state to reverse any previous ones in its records. Kelly disagrees. And health officials are confirming more cases of malaria in the U.S. ABC's Brian Clark says they're unique because they're not appearing in people who recently traveled. Two more cases of malaria have been confirmed in Sarasota County, Florida. There are now seven cases of locally transmitted malaria in the U.S. It's the first time it's appeared here in 20 years. Six of those cases are in Florida, which issued a statewide mosquito-borne illness advisory last month. Doctors are being urged to look out for more possible cases. Malaria can be life-threatening, but it cannot spread from person to person. Brian Clark, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.